and welcome to another episode of High First, a long-awaited episode, if you will. We took a little hiatus, I guess, you know, after this season has been the underwhelming ending to the 2022 season was kind of like sad for me, but, you know, I took a step back, regroup a little bit, and now we got to bring you back this podcast because there's Hornets news going on, especially within the past couple of months. As I'm sure you guys have seen already, this is we're going to start the show at the Miles Bridges situation, the domestic violence, the domestic abuse, whatever you want to call it. There's no there's no excuse for that. Miles Bridges really did F up doing my best not to curse here because it's very upsetting to see a player of his caliber, a young a young player that had the chance to actually make something near max money. Or at least he was being rumored to make something north of 140 plus million dollars. And he just threw that all away. He discarded that. It meant nothing to him at that moment. Whenever he decided to put his hands on his wife, that pretty much or the mother of his, his kids, that pretty much shielded away the type of money that he could have made. And it's not all about the money. here. It's all about his the, the victim. And it's definitely all about his kids who apparently witnessed the beatdown that he tried to put on his wife. Why? Why? I don't care what type of argument, disagreement, or anything of the sorts that could have happened within that situation. There's no excuse for how Miles Bridges acted. Plain and simple. It's inexcusable. And he should be ashamed of himself. Because it really is just an ugly blemish on what was a perfect record of not doing anything of the sorts. And, you know, from all the stuff we've seen at social media with uh, the dirty Sprite trending and, uh, you know, just LaMelo smoking weed or whatever, whatever thing that you happen to see on social media that you were concerned about, this one takes the cake, hands down, because it's just such a dumb ass thing to do. It really is. And as for his situation, as for the Hornets resigning him, I don't blame Charlotte if they choose not to move forward with Miles Bridges. How can you? You know, after something like this breaks out, it's like, damn, now you have a record. You had to be bailed out of jail. Literally had to be bailed out of jail. That doesn't look good. No organization wants to attach their name to a player that is going to continue to do stupid things. And yes, it's his first offense, whatever. It doesn't matter. This will make this will make you not a hot name within a room that people want to pay you with. This will make Michael Jordan and Mitch, Mitch Kupchak look at you like you don't deserve this money because you don't know how to act. So why pay it? You have to prove yourself. And if I'm Charlotte, like I'd give him a prove it type of deal. I'd make I'd give him another one to two year deal and make him earn his money back. Show me in the next couple of seasons why, why you won't do anything stupid. It's not even about his play if Charlotte was to bring him back. It's not about it because we know the kid can play. He averaged 20 points a game on the season after jumping up from 12.7 all the way to 20 points. Should have probably been in the running for the most improved player award. Miles Bridges can play basketball at a high level and probably even higher than what he showed last year. He's going to do nothing yet, but get better. But you have to show that to the organization that you're not going to go out on the streets or within your family and put hands on somebody for no reason. Verbal spats don't deserve physical hits. 
physical altercations could have been avoided there. And Miles, he effed up, like I said. So I'm going to leave it at that. It's a pretty old situation that I'm touching on anyway. I'm just really disgusted about it. And I had to share my thoughts and opinions on it because there really is no excuse for something like that. So Miles Bridges really does have to have like a prove a deal from any team, even if it's not Charlotte that extends them. Any team should just give him a prove it type of deal. One to two year contract. I don't even care to care about what the money is. Just make sure that this kid can actually stay clean. Keep his head out of out of the bad tabloids and headlines and into something good. Like that was not cool. That jump was just upsetting for not just Hornets fans, but for basketball fans, for NBA players, I'm sure we're even saddened by that. You can do better, Miles. We know that. We all know that. You've been a good kid since you entered the league. Come on, man. Don't do that shit. All right. On to something that's more optimistic and promising. I'm really looking forward to the summer league. And the Hornets as an organization should definitely be wanting this this summer league should be, be like a big, big, big deal for this team. Because, yes, let's assume that Miles Bridges won't be a part of this roster. There's a spot to be filled there. There's a lot of young players that are on this summer league roster that could actually step in and maybe play, you know, soak up some of those minutes at the forward spot, like what Miles would have been. Of course, he had P.J. Washington. Conversation later down the pot. But still, I'm really excited to see how Kai Jones looks. And how Bryce McGowan's is going to be because Kai Jones didn't get a ton of playing time with the Hornets last year, but played a ton in the swarm and put up pretty good numbers. Look pretty good out there with the swarm. An athletic four to five man that could run the floor, catch lobs, block shots, probably at a high level later on as at the top of his powers, at the peak of his powers, if you will. And looks like he can actually fit this stretch five mold because he can step outside and hit threes. Now, people on Twitter are going overboard by calling him the next Giannis and all that type of shit. I'm not going that far. But I will say, he's a very interesting prospect. And the Hornets are going to see what he can do in the Summer League with extended minutes, being playing like starter type of minutes in the Summer League, of course. Yes, it's more watered-down competition. It's everybody trying to get a roster spot. It's not like you're playing stars every night. But Kai Jones can show us why. He deserves to be in the rotation. So that is my player to watch in this summer league, to see how he develops, to see how he molds out. That's going to be the most important thing for Charlotte because if his game pans out, if he could handle the rock like he's shown in the offseason workouts, if he can hit open shots, if he could dunk the ball ferociously off the fast break or block shots, all these things that we keep seeing trending on social media, if he can live up to that kind of hype, that will be an amazing asset for the Charlotte Hornets. And he could play from day one. I don't know who you bump out of the rotation. That's a good problem to have if you're a first-year head coach and Steve Clifford, but we'll get to that as well. That's a good problem to have. Not first-year head coach, by the way. But Kai Jones is my summer league player to watch. It would have been James Booknight, but the surgery that he's having on his hand or his thumb, I believe it was, that's probably going to sideline him most of this summer league. So book night's a story for another day, but the summer league team is going to be fun to watch. Leangelo ball is back in it. 
another storyline there. Can he make the roster and play with his brother? You know, that'll be fun to watch as well. But Bryce and Kai are the two guys that we need to keep an eye on. More Kai Jones than Bryce. Kai Jones could be a starter potentially for the Hornets at some point down the road in the 2022-23 season. So that's why I really want to watch him put a magnifying glass on Kai Jones if you're a Hornets fan. Buzz him. Let's see it. Anyway, like I touched on before, Steve Clifford is coming back to Buzz City. Of course, everybody was a little down on the hire because it's like, damn, we just fired the man and we hired him right back, right? I get it. It makes sense. What it, it definitely is very reasonable to be upset about hiring this guy after he, you know, didn't really perform too well. But guess what? In four seasons, James Borrego never took the Hornets to the playoffs. Steve Clifford did. That's something. That's saying something with less talent, too, with just Kemba Walker and those guys and Josh McRoberts. Come on, man. Come on. You know, like an older Al Jefferson and that. People of those natures on that Charlotte squad, and I have to look up who else was on it. Because off the top of my head, I cannot remember. That Hornets team was not good at all. But Steve Clifford got him into the playoffs. He's a defensive-minded head coach. Like, not saying that it's a major upgrade from Borrego, because I think Borrego still could have had some, some wiggle room. I think he did a good job of actually putting this team in the right direction because they won 10 more games each season. So James Regal actually did a good job. But Steve Clifford, what I'm expecting out of him this year is just find a system that works for your superstar is number one for LaMelo Ball, obviously, because this kid has complained about not get having the keys. And once he gets them, he can take off. Give him the keys. Number two, who's going to be your second guy? Find another guy to step up again, assuming that Miles won't be back next season. Uh, somebody else has to actually fill fill those shoes. Can it be Gordon Hayward? He's too injury prone, right? So we don't know. Can it be James Booknight? Possibly. P.J. Washington, can he take a step up? There's a lot that I want to see in Steve Clifford's system because his first system, his first stint in Charlotte was kind of odd. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. If you're trying to measure it on a, on a smaller scale for a small market team, he did the best he could with what he got. Just put it like that. So. Congrats to Steve getting the job again, but we have to see what Steve Clifford is going to do for this team. All right. Next up, I actually want to highlight here. Since I did mention Book Knight, I mentioned Kai Jones, I touched on LaMelo, and we did talk a little bit about PJ. This young core could be underrated. This young core is actually pretty solid and cohesive. You know, they look like they enjoy each other's company on and off the court from what we see on social media and other things. So this could be an underrated young core because James Booknight and James Rago didn't really mesh well. After seeing the, the bench, the on-the-bench little argument or disagreement that they had where somebody had to separate Booknight from Borrego, we knew Booknight was going to play that much anymore. And he got phased out of the rotation, and he was just playing in garbage time minutes. He put up 20-plus points in one game that he played and a game that they needed him to play because everybody was out with health and safety protocols. James Booknight can play. LaMelo Ball's accolades speak for itself already. Guy's barely even old enough to drink. Rookie of the year, an all-star. He's going to be great. We know that. P.J. Washington is an interesting piece. 
because right now, you know, like solid shooter, solid spot up shooter, a guy that's a good versatile defender can guard, you know, forwards and some small ball fives. So PJ is an interesting piece. And then again, Kai Jones, we have to see what he looks like. But they're building a nice young core in Charlotte. So it's something to be excited about moving forward. As a smaller market team, Charlotte has to get these guys in the draft or, you know, get lucky in these second round or the late first rounds to hope that they actually can find a guy that's worth building around or putting pieces around as cornerstones around the middle ball. They're doing a pretty good job of that right now. There's optimism within the organization. I can tell you that much from being a part of these off-season activities with the Hornets. Things look like they're trending in the right direction. So it's definitely something to look forward to. Uh, the young core, the young core could actually go pretty far. And who knows? I think, I think if you have to rate this offseason to with the additions that they made of Bryce McGowan's and then, of course, Mark Williams, they're going to be solid because they added two more, two more interesting young pieces as well. Mark Williams has like a seven foot nine wingspan and the man is seven, two in shoes. I'm very interested to see how, how the Hornets mix and match all this stuff together. Cause they have versatility. Steve Clifford is a defensive minded head coach, as I mentioned earlier. So your front court's kind of stacked out now. I don't know what happens with Mason moving forward, but maybe Mason starts the first couple of games and maybe Mark takes it later. Maybe Kai Jones takes it later. Maybe they run Kai and Mark together at the four and five spots. Maybe PJ plays some three. But in order for PJ to play the three, segue into our next topic here, PJ's game has to grow and develop. PJ has to become, he has to take a jump similar to what Miles Bridges took. Becoming a shot creator for himself, being able to playmate from time to time out the high and low posts could be PJ's low calling card. PJ has to get more consistent on the offensive side of the ball. So hitting hitting those open shots more often, maybe slashing to the basket more often, becoming more of a slasher instead of a spot-up shooter on the outside. He needs to be able to become more versatile for this team to actually take a step forward. So P.J. Washington's growth could be the vital piece for Charlotte moving forward, assuming that Miles Bridges is not re-signed by the Hornets. There's a lot riding on, on that big if. But even if he does come back, we still need to see P.J. take a leap forward in this game. It's going to be vital for this team's success moving forward. Guys, I feel like I over-talked it a little bit, but you get the gist. You get the gist. I'm glad to be back. Got to make this consistent again. And uh, appreciate y'all for listening, man. Let's try to get these followers back up, the listeners back up. Again, follow me on Twitter at Jerry, D-O-N-A-T-I-E-N. Got to get back, man. We got to we gotta get this Hornets buzz talking. We're going to get on Twitter spaces as well. So please, please, please tune in, follow me, and just keep out. Keep a lookout for when I'm actually going to get that stuff going. Appreciate y'all.